Um, Etav Gesemam asked me last week that there is a book written by a phenomenal Tamil Chacham in the Five Towns Farakaway area, Farakaway really, Rabbi Binyamin Forst, who wrote the authoritative English book on Kashrus and Brachos and Nida, especially probably the best safer out there in Hilchas Nida in terms of uh, how thorough it is. So he wrote a book recently, published a book recently called The Kosher Kitchen. And in the book The Kosher Kitchen, Eitan pointed out that it says that if you have peeled onions or scallions or garlic or eggs that remain overnight, it's osir to eat them. So I uh, just wanted to know, is that really true? He just quotes it as, it's osir. doesn't quote any, anything else. So uh, I looked it up, and indeed, I wasn't lied to. On page 414, going over to page 415 in the kosher kitchen, he writes, the Talmud notes the danger of eating peeled onions, scallions, garlic, and eggs that remained overnight. However, if some of the root or peel is left connected to the onion or garlic, or some of the shell remains on the egg, it may be eaten. And I think you told me Rav Nevensal, Rav Chizkiah, did you tell me that? Rav Chizkiah makes, Rav Chizkiah Nevensal makes, uh, I guess, egg salad for his father, or eggs for his father. He leaves some of the peel, uh, some, of the, uh, some of the shell, together with the, uh, with the egg. Um, if no root, peel, or shell remain, the food should not be eaten, even if it was kept overnight in a sealed container. Footnote 46, you expect a source, and he just writes, even if it was refrigerated, in the footnote. Doesn't give you a source for that one, that even if it's sealed. So, uh, pretty pretty strong. He doesn't quote any any shittos that permit anything, other than to say that some posts can permit the use of egg powder and commercially frozen egg whites or yolks, but not about a typical kitchen, normal kitchen situation, where you chop a half an onion for an omelet that you're making or whatever, and there you have an half, half an onion left. He just says you got to throw out the other half an onion. I baltashchis. No, baltashchis to gufa zadif. That the baltashchis of your of your soul and your body, because of the danger inherent in, in eating this, is worse than the baltashchis of a half an onion. So you throw out the half an onion. That's what he quotes. So uh, I just want to discuss for a moment or two whether there's any room for leniency over here, or is there is it really that black and white? So there is a gemara mesachas nida daf yizayin amaralf that he's clearly based on, where the gemara says amr b'shem ben yichai hey dvarim hein also son mischayiv benafsho v'domo barosho. Five things that if you do, you're chayiv for your own life. You, it's committing suicide. Ha'ochal shum kalaf, ubetzal kalaf, ubetzal kalufa. Va'ashos ha'mashkin mezugin, shavalein ha'layla. Va'alon ve'beis ha'kvaros. Va'analsis parv zakhal ushus rabim. Va'amekiz dam, mishamish shmitasa. Okay, it's not really five. Sounds like a lot more than five. It's a good cash on the Gemara. But it says, if you eat onions, scallions, garlic, Eggs that were left, that were peeled and left overnight. You sleep in a cemetery. You throw your fingernails into Rishasarabim. Or you bloodlet and then do Tashmashamita right after bloodletting. So that's Mishayv Benafsha. Problem is, meaning if you just read that Gemara and just leave it at that, that's exactly what Rabbi, Rabbi Force didn't make any of this up. He's just translating the Gemara, word for word. Problem is, just like we said in Shir, that when the Rif, the Rambam, and the Rush all quote something, so it's going to be hard not to follow that halacha. When the Rif, the Rambam, and the Rush all don't quote something, so it raises some eyebrows a little bit and says, "Well, wait a second, do we really need to follow this halacha?" And in this situation, the Rif, the Rambam, and the Rush do not quote this Gemara, and it is not mentioned in Shulchan Aruch. 
So you say, well, maybe. What's Shulchan Aruch going to talk about everything that's dangerous to do? Shulchan Aruch. Why should the Shulchan Aruch talk about dangerous things? There is an entire simon in Shulchan Aruch that talks about things that are us to do because they are dangerous. Simon Kufta Zayn Yardea talks about things you can't do because they're dangerous, such as eating fish and meat together because of chashash of tzaras or whatever else. It's assumed to be dangerous. We don't know what danger there is in fish and meat together, so we discuss that once, whether we have to be chashash for that. Minigas, we are chashash for that. Within reason, we do. We are a little more makel because of the fact that, as far as we know, it's not really dangerous. The Shulchan quotes that. Interestingly, the Shulchan also quotes that, according to the Gemara, you're not allowed to drink water that was left megula that was left exposed overnight, because nechashim and akrabim could get to it, snakes can get to it and deposit some venom into that water. So Shulchan quotes that also. But then the Shulchan says, but we're not knowing that way, because we don't have snakes. In Woodmere, right? So we're not we're, we're whatever spot. We don't have snakes. Where so we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about about that issue. It's interesting. Shulchan Aruch says whatever we don't have, we don't have to worry about. Yet he still worries about the fish and the meat. Okay, got to fry him on the spot. Deals with that issue, but he doesn't even bother mentioning any of these things, any of the of these issues. So um, I just saw Rav Belsky just came out with the Sefer of Shalos Yitzhubas of Yisrael Belsky uh, who together with Rav Shechter is uh, a posik for the OU the OU has two, two major posikim Rav Belsky and Rav Shechter Rav Belsky is a Rashiva in Tarvadas, the Rashiva of Tarvadas, I think and uh, in his new Sefer he was asked about this about Avraleim Alayla so he quotes the Gemara and then he says he says, you should know there are posts from that hold that nowadays you don't have to be choshish for this. And he quotes the Dark Yetshuva, Sivr Kufta Zayin, Sivr Katnayin Dalin, B'Shem, the Yad Meir, and the Minchas Yitzchak, Chelek Be'esim, and Samachas Osei. Nevertheless, he says, Mikal Makom, Rov, Minyan, Ubinyan, Shala Poskim, the majority of Poskim in terms of number and quality, and he quotes, Prichadosh and Yardeh Kufta Science of Contest, the Dark Yetshuva there, Shulchan Aruch Harav in Chametz and Matzah, Hilchashmiras in Chashmishbat? I don't know, Hilchashmiras, yeah, in Chashmishbat, Hilchashmiras Gufa Nefesh, Siv Zayin, Dorcha Shulchan Yardeh Sim Kufta Zayin Sif Chavbez, Igris Moshe Yardeh Chel Gimel Sim Chav. All assume that it still applies Bismanazeh, Yeshla Hachmir Bazegam Bismanazeh. I, it's not mentioned in Shulchan Aruch. So he quotes the Chavetz Chaim, not in the Mishra but another Sefer he has called the Kutei Alechos. Chavetz Chaim writes that you should still, even though it's not in the Rambam, you still have to be careful about it. So Chavetz Chaim, or Chashulchan, Shulchan Aruch Rav, Rav Moshe, so many of the uh, of the Achronim that we always follow do quote it. So it's remarkable, it's a very unusual halacha. Because here you have a halacha that sort of took a vacation for 800 years, 900 years. You, you have a halacha that's not really quoted by the majority of the Rishonim that we follow. It's just not mentioned by those Rishonim, the Paschal Halachas. And then somehow it came back in the early part of the 20th century, later part of the 19th century, it came back with the Shulchan Harav and the Archa Shulchan, and they start quoting this halacha. Tzitz Eliezer is a long contrast on it. In Chelik Yirchas Simin Memvav, not going to go through the whole thing, but I'll read you his his maskana is Haolamikala Amur to make Karishal Davar Yishmakom Lahatir the Chol Gavna that no one can in Maschichnosa in Maschichnosa. 
that me'ikra din really there's a lot of room to be mekel because it doesn't appear in Shulchan Aruch, it doesn't appear in the Rishonim. And if someone is mekel, you have no reason to yell at them or to get upset at them or whatever. And he says, since Eliezer says, wait a second, ruach ra'ah, that's why you're not allowed to do it. That's what the Rishonim say, because of ruach ra'ah. Where else do we have ruach ra'ah? When we wake up in the morning, there's ruach ra'ah in our hands. So what do we do? We chop off our hands? No, what do we do? We wash it. You wash your hands, ruach ra'ah goes away. So says Eliezer, not sure what ruach ra is, but whatever it is, apparently washing it works. So if there's a ruach ra on the onion, so wash the onion, then it'll be fine. So at least you could do that. I don't know about that. I mean, that's that's a little bit hard to say. I, I don't know anything about ruach ra. Maybe he knew more about ruach ra, but maybe you could say there's ruach ra and there's ruach ra that some ruach ras can be washed away and some can't be washed away. The Gemara didn't think of the Seitza. The Gemara just says that if you do it, you're Mishchayv Menafshel Dama Barosho. didn't say wash it off and then it's okay. But he says, okay, I think you can be Mekel if you wash it off for sure. Certainly if you put some of the shells or peels in it, then you can be Mekel. That's in the Gemara already. And of course it's Mutter if you mix it with something else. I mean, if you make an egg salad, you have to finish the whole egg salad on the spot. So no, if you mix it with something else, so that all the posts can say that if you mix it with something else, it has to be something else that also doesn't have this this ruach ruach problem. Like to just mix it with onions, that's not going to work. You, but if you mix it with mayonnaise, you mix it with something else in the egg salad, then then that would be a heter. So uh, it seems that we're that that the minaka olam is. That we try the chachila. I don't know. It's true. There's minigolim. You need to ask your mothers what the minigolim is. I'm not, I'm not sure what the minigolim. I, I don't even know what my wife does. I have no clue. But it seems at least that there's a good number of poskim that assume that the chachila it's yesh lizayir bezeh. But certainly b'diavad, you know, it's not it's not quoted in shulchan at the end of the day. So you have the hibijibis from rach ra. So you want to stay away from it. And it says it in the gemara. It's enough in the gemara. So you try to stay away from it. But b'diavad. Uh, if it was done, it seems that it's not it's not the the biggest deal in the in the world. If it was done, Shulchan Aruch doesn't quote it. Rabelsky writes that in his opinion, if it's totally sealed, if it's hermetically sealed, then it's uh, then it's totally fine. Then it's mutter. Why? Gemara says the Gemara says even though it's manchi besilto v'chasimi, even though you wrap it up and you close it up, it's still no good. So he says, yeah, because they didn't have Ziploc bags back in those days. But if you have a Ziploc bag where mamish, no air can get in, so there is no Ruach Ra because it, it's totally Ziploc shut, so then you can be making on that also. So I think if you ask around, that's probably how most people are knowing, that they put it in a Ziploc bag anyway. So if you put it in a Ziploc bag, then I think there's a, there's a lot of room to be making. But that's basically, Rabelsky writes that it, all of these coolers work. He holds that you should be Makbid Lechachila, that you shouldn't just leave an, half an onion or half a scallion out overnight. But all of the coolers work. If you seal it in a Ziploc bag, if you mix it with something else, if you leave it with some of its shell, all of those coolers would work. Okay.